so goodbye. Um, I was really excited because they had a signed copy of Ready Player Two at the Mysterious Galaxies independent bookstore that I was going to pick up. But then when I looked it up online, like people just shat all over the book. So really kind of and the only copy that they had was a hardback. So I was like, I'm not going to pay like twenty five dollars plus five dollars for shipping for a book that's going to be shit. (laughs) I wanted to I wanted to to uh, get the audiobook version of it but right as I was getting into audiobooks apparently they had changed the Ready Player 1 from the original author to or the original reader to Will Wheaton and as much as I like him as a like host on his like tabletop game show that he was doing for a while I cannot stand him as as like a an audiobook reader I listened I... to that one <laughs> just have issues with will wheaton i feel like everybody does i feel like he's a nice dude i don't know him personally so i can't say yay or nay to (laughs) that shit but he just comes off as very douchey (laughs) and i therefore i just get the sense of like i don't fucking care about you i don't want to get to know you i don't want to listen to you narrate a book i just want really not much to do with you but i'm sure he's a very nice guy I think what it is about Will Wheaton is he he is a nice guy and he's active in in his communities, but he's had to endure years and years and years of the shut up Will or shut up mm-hmm. shut up Wesley yeah and all of that like fandom that comes with Star Trek and and his early childhood years that yeah. he's built up this crusty exterior that just <laughs> kind of radiates fuck off. uh i did listen to that uh his i i didn't know he wasn't the original narrator for the audiobook ready player one but i listened to his version and um uh yeah i like the story but it's a it's some sort of undefinable quality of his voice like his intonation of the way he says things it just that's the only way I can describe it. It sounds douchey. The like it sounds. That he makes. Yeah, the inflections that. Okay, maybe here's why. Because one of the, one of the like major things that me and Meg watched him in way back in the day was the Guild, where he played a douchebag like the 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 the, the leader rival of the, the rival guild. Yeah, who came along and he was the kilt and everything. Yeah, you know? that was his character. Was, kilt. Yeah, yeah, it was the ultra douche. And everything in the way he speaks was like with its sounds with the intention that I am above you. You are beneath me. Blah, blah, blah. Snarky, snark, snark. And I thought, oh, okay, that's the character. When did Will get on the podcast? What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) But then listening to the audiobook for Ready Player One, it's the exact same voice. That's just his voice. (laughs) (laughs) He could be like helping an old lady across the street, but it's going to sound like a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> you have a great day, ma'am. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, yeah, so all in all, like I was really excited about Ready Player Two because I, I genuinely loved the first book. I also enjoyed the film, even though I was fucking high as balls for it. But <laughs> I think you had to you. be. Yeah. But uh, uh thanks to three gummy bears. Yeah. That's what <laughs> But uh yeah, I'm like I want to read the book so I'm just going to rent it from the library for free. That way I don't have to pay money for it. 
But yeah, I highly recommend Fiend. That was a really fun one. If you want a bunch of crack addicts trying to escape a zombie apocalypse. (laughs) Uh, The only thing that was kind of a bummer with the way it was written is there's no quotation marks around any of the conversations. So it's kind of trippy trying to figure out what is narration and what is being spoken. But eventually you you learn. You work it out. Yeah, who's saying what and it doesn't really bother you so much towards the end of the book because was that maybe intentional since they're all crackheads so maybe some of this conversation's happening in their heads perhaps yeah unnecessarily complicated is this the witcher (laughs) or uh or westworld season two (laughs) (laughs) you you very quickly kind of look past it though in this book um so 10 out of 10 okay definitely recommend who is that by again it's by Peter Stenson. What are you doing? Nope. Uh, you ready to do this thing, Todd? Absolutely. Let's do it. Just do it. I need you to go all super high energetic for your for your intro. Come on, Tony. Uh, Give it the best. You. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> Loaded up on popcorn grease and whatever the hell powdered sugar i put on there uh hey everybody welcome to the getting off topic podcast it is sunday night this is tony this is todd and meg meg is here meg 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 and uh, sunday 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 (laughs) we should piece together like just shitty morning jock like sound effects <laughs> just get a soundboard going yeah you push a button and it's just like fart sound <laughs> just all the good ones for this podcast meg <laughs> shut up meg and then uh, go get us go get us a sandwich meg go get us a beer meg nobody cares meg <laughs> getting off topic with tony and Nick and to- the Toddinator. <laughs> so, so I was actually watching <laughs> Toddinator. So I was actually watching Family Guy the other day, and at the very end of the episode, when Stewie and Brian were done with their thing, Meg walks out the front door, and she starts saying, "So today in my day," and then it just cuts her off and goes to oh the yeah, she credits. Was, she was not in the entire episode whatsoever, and then Brian's just like, "Oh hey Meg, what have you been up to?" And she just like inhales like. <gasps> And then, and then it cuts. cuts. <laughs> so <laughs> you guys got to do that at the end of the podcast. You asked me how my day was and then just cut out. <laughs> yeah. Exit. <laughs> Outro music. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, well. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Um, it's been. Oh, no, we didn't actually skip a week this time. It's, it's been, been a while. It's been one week. Uh, <laughs> That's what I always think of when you say that. <laughs> oh, God. Did you listen to my... Since I listened to the god-awful fucking shit you gave me on that CD, <laughs> did you listen to my homework that I gave you? No, not yet. I totally forgot. How, how could you? I forgot. Did we talk about that on the podcast? I don't remember. No, we, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> So, like, a few weeks back, maybe a month back now, um, Megan... No, it was, like, two weeks ago. Well, when we first discovered the CD. Oh, yeah, that was earlier in the month. Megan and I went up to see some friends up in L.A., and uh, 
And I just pulled out her ancient uh, little, her last surviving small binder of CDs <laughs> in her car. Just like, what's this? So like random mix. And it just said, it didn't, I didn't, didn't think it even said anything. It just like a date, like a year or something on it and pops it in. And it was Mortal Kombat. No, it said Mortal Kombat on it. Oh, okay. All right. That well, we did. didn't know what that meant. Yeah. Did it you give me the original one or did you make a copy of the original that one? That was the only thing I had. So oh, gosh. I, I, so you have the only copy that I owned. <laughs> so I did some research after the fact. Um, that CD, that monstrous CD that we had you listen to, uh, it's not the official movie soundtrack. It's a, a soundtrack that was promoted with the first game. So it's a so, companion album to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they did that, and uh, which, to my surprise, I didn't know. So the song, the theme song that everybody knows and loves, Mortal Kombat, I thought that was created for the movie. But no, they actually made that with the or with the original game on this random little companion disc on this companion cd soundtrack and it's that which is the one awesome track on it because that's, yeah, that's like love. track and, five that's the only thing that got me through more than a couple of tracks yeah is the, the actual song came on <laughs> yeah. but the, your face todd was so <laughs> worth every yeah. bit of it so meg and i discovered this in her car and we're like what the fuck is this because for the first yeah four or so tracks before you get to the actual main mortal Kombat theme that we know and love it's these weird it sounded i thought it was like some <clears throat> like i was assuming like after the movie came out this was some like weird import cd that was just a bunch of like random dj club remixes it sounds it, it literally sounds like it's some filipino or indonesian karaoke like <laughs> weird like nobody has heard of mixes yeah and with and this each song is for its own character too yeah so yeah so you know that like that ridiculous um uh, the old tradition from like 80s and 90s action movies where you had like the rap song at the end credits <laughs> that described the plot of the movie to you <laughs> it's like that <laughs> But it did each of the character. characters' stories. Yeah, so I think the first one was like, and all of them sound like the shittiest, like MTV Spring Break, like just <clears throat> hype man, like warming up the stage before Pitbull shows up. So and it's and the guy's like, Johnny Cage isn't afraid to die, <laughs> and that's repeated fifty thousand times <laughs> in a three-minute song. Yes, and then uh, what? Oh, the good lord, the one for <laughs> Liu Kang when it gets to the chorus, it's just some guy like droning, like half drunk into a microphone. Liu Kang, Shaolin warrior, raised, uh, born in China. <laughs> like, what the fuck is throw happening? balls of fire? Yeah, it, oh, says, it literally says throw balls of fire. It doesn't say throw fireballs, it says throw <laughs> balls of fire. Yeah, and uh. Uh, oh, the great anthem. The one that sounded like it should be in, I want to say like a, a truck stop in like reservation country, maybe where you've got like random trinkets and junk. Like it sounded like this would be on the shelf along with sail away, sail away. It, the Sub-Zero one where it was like Chinese Ninja Warrior, Sub-Zero. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man! Good lord, that's exactly how it sounds in the song too. Because oh, it was how just did... it, it stuck in my head. So so Meg give it and to I us just... again one more time, one more time, Tony. Is the warrior, hero. <laughs> <laughs> so Meg and I discover this fuckery in her car on the drive up to see some friends in LA like a month ago. And I'm just dying. I'm like, what is this? I can't, my brain is exploding. But we also and like, we didn't want it to stop, but we <laughs> wanted it to stop so badly. <laughs> With, like, please, like, I can't unhear this. Oh, I remember exactly when we stopped it. It was when we hit Sonya Blade. It had to be like track seven or something. Seven yeah, or I think that's like, where I stopped too. Sonya, and it sounds like some aerobicized, like, and like it's, it's practically like my name is Sonia and I'm here to say <laughs> oh god like I'm 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 familiar with shitty like trance and techno from the 90s I listened to that a lot when I was younger so I could get behind the tracks but then the moments the the, the moment the vocals start it's yep. just all fucking downhill yep. yeah yeah, because some of them were like, okay, this is a decent beat. Like, I could listen to this while working out or something. But then they start the singing. And it gets ruined by the vocals. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, so we were subjected to that. So, of course, we had to subject you to it <laughs> after we were hanging out at uh, Dirt Dog for your uh, birthday dinner. And yeah, leaving that. <laughs> Meg, was, she was like going to piss herself as we were leaving the parking lot. <laughs> and then you cut us off just so you can give us the, like, well, the well, disappointed it, shake well, of your head. So, so we give it to you, and we start driving away. And I was like, "Man, I really wish we were like riding with you, so we could experience <laughs> this like moment of you hearing this for the first time." And then your car pulls up, and the look of sheer like I'm going to fucking murder you on your face was so How perfect. How could you? How could you do this to me? <laughs> and then every time our cars lined up, your fucking face. Oh, <laughs> oh, it was worth it, Todd, just to see that. <laughs> I, I, thought... I, I tried to black I, I tried to like just just to just for the sheer embarrassment of it all, I tried to blast it out of my car speakers with the windows down. But then the moment other cars started pulling, I was like, nope, I can't do this. I can't do this. Rolled back up, turned the volume back down. But now it is your responsibility to share this fuckery with someone else. Yeah, I, I will find somebody to pass this on to. Pass the Danny curse. Or something. <laughs> It's like a curse that you have to just pass on to someone yeah. else so you shake it off. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Well, other than so that, yeah, other than that, um, Meg and I had a fun week this past week. We uh, we went to, what was last Monday, was it? No, Tuesday. We went uh, out for, well, first off, we went to our first movie, movie theater watching experience since 2019. <clears throat> And that was for A Quiet Place 2, which if you have not watched A Quiet Place, I highly recommend it. The first one's on uh, Hulu right now, actually. But if you're if you're a horror fan, if you like scary movies, uh, this was um, this is the one written, directed by John Krasinski, starring John Krasinski uh, and his wife, um, Emily, Blunt. Emily Blunt. Thank you. Um, Wait, John Krasinski is actually <laughs> in it. He's not in any of the trailers. 
No, yeah, yeah. No, he's not. He's the main person. Yeah. Oh. Well, he's all of the trailers show like Emily Blunt and kids. Oh, so that's the second one. So uh, to oh, avo- okay. avoiding yeah. spoilers. Okay. Um, yeah, he's mostly in the first one. Mostly. Um, <clears throat> he is in the second one, but not as much. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's fucking awesome. Highly recommend that. And that was definitely one to see in the theaters. It's it's one of those one of those scary movies where it's um like the uh, the sound. Well, literally it's in the it's in the title of the thing, A Quiet Place, and it's not so much like it does the jump scare sort of thing, but not like to a cheesy extent like a lot of shitty horror movies do these days it's it's hard to explain without giving anything away but it's baked into the plot why the, most of the time everything is silent the and, audio and the whole quietness of the film is very much its own character yeah in the movie and it's just like it's so brilliant yeah it's extremely well done the first one and the second one thankfully i was curious if it would live up to the first one and the second one definitely did in my opinion and they're already talking about developing a third however uh, apparently john krasinski said he's not going to be involved in that one um so somebody else is going to take over i guess writing directing so i don't know if that will live up to the first two but we'll see um but we did that we um oh and we found out that uh <clears throat> tuesdays um uh, tuesday matinees well, it's, I mean, it's a matinee, but it's not even mornings. Uh, this Regal over here in Garden Grove, uh, they have $5 Tuesdays um, nice. for their matinees, but the matinee is like at 2 p.m. Um, so you can catch a movie for five bucks in the middle of the day at Regal. So that's probably going to be our go-to for for more stuff. We want to check out Black Widow, um, which I heard I, is now, I huh? I watched it yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. So non spoilery, not bad? Not bad. Yeah. I yeah, not bad. It's it's worth a watch. It's not it's not amazing mm-hmm. super game changing. I'll never watch another Marvel movie without thinking about this one ever again. It's not mm-hmm. anything like that, but uh it was good. Yeah. I, I kind of heard like little bits of the same. Um I mean I'm avoiding spoilers, but just basically the sentiment <clears throat> is like, oh yeah, it's totally solid um maybe not living up to the hype after being delayed for so goddamn long. oh yeah and it could have been made like eight years ago and it would have been fine yeah instead yeah. of being made now so if you if you rewatch it you'd probably watch it in actual chronological order as opposed to release order <laughs> yeah between civil war and uh infinity war yeah yeah it's like they they were cleaning out the closet and like oh this is still on the shelf yeah let's Pop this one in. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, we so we did that on Tuesday, and then uh, we actually went down. Brace yourselves. Meg and I actually went down to Huntington Beach. We actually went to the beach. Jesus Christ. You didn't burn up in the sun? Uh, Meg, surprisingly <laughs> not. <laughs> I had a jacket on the whole time. A hoodie, in fact. So I was like crazy goth girl at the beach with... Mm all of the clothing yeah, we're, the, we're the portlandia goths at the beach yeah. <laughs> the, ni- the 90 degree beach with with the with the, the sweater it wasn't 
that hot, to be honest. And with the beach and the wind and everything, it was very pleasant. It was really comfortable. It was uh, perfect. The water was very cold at first, but of course, once you got used to it, it was very refreshing <clears throat> and I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. On that uh, Main Street drag there, they have, uh, it's like their big restaurant row and everything. So it's a fun place on any given time. But uh, throughout the summer, they have on Tuesdays, uh, farmer's market and like street fair sort of thing. Um, we posted some Instagram video. There was some like kid. I don't know how old he was. He was but six, I believe. Yeah, a little like violin prodigy. We we're sitting there like eating our little tamale. Amazing fresh tamales. Oh my God. Um, from one of the farmer's market booths. And some some little kid comes up and he just starts like jamming out on violin, doing crazy like, almost have, like Tim Burton-y stuff or uh, like Danny Elfman type stuff. Um, Adam's family type stuff. That, that was cool and then this other uh group that I, I guess it'd be like a kind of like an upbeat jazz band i guess you'd call it but it's specifically the type of music i told meg it's exactly the background music for like ren and stimpy and spongebob like <laughs> that sort of jazz where it's the, the jaunty tunes the fast rhythm guitar very loungy you know i love it i love that stuff um what else we did that and then other than that we've just been binging um well i told you we um we flew through all the the two seasons of the boys on amazon prime which nice is fucking brilliant i love it it's insane oh yeah i love it yeah can't wait for season three yeah yeah which there's no uh there's no official release date yet although there was some news just a few days ago um, they announced so um, for anybody listening if you're not familiar with uh, with the boys the um, the big evil mega corporation essentially is uh, Vought I think it's like Vought, Vought International or something um, and they have their own news network which is and the great part about the boys it's just a very thinly layered very thin thinly veiled. veiled thank you <laughs> uh you do it, Tony. <laughs> just like parody of everything <clears throat> fucked up in this country <laughs> and so uh, they have their their vaught news network which is essentially fox news <laughs> and mm-hmm. and they created a vaught news network youtube channel and so uh to bridge the story gap and like give you like a little filler details on like where are the superheroes where are the soups now or what's going on now and what's going on with this person uh they're releasing a little youtube episode uh, one every month um up until the release of season three so and they they kept harping on the theme of seven because it's like the seven is like their justice league like the seven yeah. main superheroes so they're releasing them on the seventh day of every month and they still haven't expressly set a release date for season three, but people are assuming it's going to be seven months down the road. So probably January. So probably. Yeah. Then uh, finally got a release date for the Witcher. Yes. Yeah. We saw that, that full trailer finally, uh, December 17th. Yes. Yeah. So we got a whole lot of uh, Geralt and Siri, and then just a quick little, oh, hey, Yennefer is actually alive at the very end. And she's, they've been, I guess the other mages have been uh, searching for her. 
Like it looked like they were just still in that same battlefield where they. Well, they could be doing like some weird time jumping again. Hopefully, probably. A little bit better at explaining that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um. And what else? I don't. I sorry. I, I completely skipped over you. What, what's your week been, Todd? We were just babbling about what we've been doing. What have you been? My up week. To? I've been at home doing nothing, playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> same shit i do every week since the pandemic well okay same shit i do every week since forever since forever i was gonna say how what does the pandemic have to do with anything Todd? yeah yeah we were talking earlier before we uh, hit record here i haven't done any gaming at all i've um in the past week or so i've been i keep telling meg like i want to dedicate a few nights uh to gaming just so i can like start getting through some shit um i finally finished the main campaign for doom eternal and now i'm on to the dlc uh, nice. but we just keep getting sucked into our shows like it was you know the last one was the witcher and then immediately after the witcher we're like okay let's start the boys we got nothing else to do and then we just fell in love with that and just steamrolled through that and we've got even more like it's a never-ending fucking list <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah I've been I've been trying to force myself to play new games or different games and not play the same like three games over and over. I finally finally uninstalled WoW, so that's completely Ooh, gone. What? Yeah. Wow. Wow is gone. Next it'll be Dota. Uh uh maybe. Okay. Not yet, but I'm I'm trying to play Dota less. So I'm I'm limiting uh, no god no i'll never play that game uh i i i'm i'm playing dota less so I, I i'm limiting myself to about 10 games per week and uh that's uh that seems to be an effective limiter that's allowing me to play other games uh i've been playing a lot of warhammer um there's a new expansion and dlc coming up for that uh recently and i'm uh, i've been streaming that a lot on uh right after work and those are those have been my successful streams uh, is when i play warhammer so I, I use that mostly as my stream game but then i also recently reinstalled lord of the rings online and that's uh that's super fun for mm-hmm. a 10 year old mmo it's actually pretty pretty good and held up pretty well nice did you ever get into um the old <clears throat> republic i remember we mentioned on the last episode or i forget if we yeah. did or not about that uh <clears throat> 10 year yeah. anniversary patch they're doing or up, uh, they, have a, they have a new they have a new expansion coming out for that but yeah I, I played it a bit same same as uh, lord of the rings online i played it a bit when it came out and i picked it up like once or twice here and there after it's it's a decently fun and it's a, it's an mmo for you tony there's a lot of single player story uh, alongside the mmo aspects all right Cool. It's just a ginormous game, just like Lord of the Rings Online has become a ginormous game. Um, I don't think, I don't think you'd probably like it because there's just so much to it. It goes on and on and on. <laughs> it just go, yeah, it goes on and on forever. Never. It's the MMO that never ends. The road goes ever on and on down from the door. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> um, uh, well, Nintendo this week finally gave us the announcement that me and Megan been waiting for the new Nintendo switch. <laughs> finally, Was this the one you were waiting for though? Well, I don't know. Yeah, it's good enough. I mean, I, yeah, I saw a lot of people were bitching immediately because it wasn't uh, as big of an <clears throat> upgrade as everyone was expecting. Everybody it's wanted- not really an upgrade at all. The only, the only difference is it's an OLED screen 
That's that's the, the only difference. OLED screen, uh, slightly bigger. I thought I read that the battery performance was supposedly better, and the uh, internal storage is like doubled. Um, I mean, you can still expand it with even more storage, but well, I think the internal was, storage was tiny to begin with. I think it was like 128 32. gigs or something like that, or it might it might have been 32 gigs. Yeah, it's 32 because this one is 64. Oh wow, but, 64 know, you, gigs, so you can get a whole Zelda on there. <laughs> and then you can expand it up to like two terabytes i think so yeah you can you can get an, an sd card for it yeah but yeah that's uh the new switch model is uh coming out october 8th and it'll finally be my excuse to grab a new switch because that is the same drop date for metroid dread there you go so that's it it's happening it's happening yep yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. And it has like a, an improved kickstand because apparently the kickstand sucked on the original. I mean, you'll never use that. I mean, who actually who actually takes the switch and sets it on a desk and plays it looking down at that? Like that's nobody plays it like that. You either you either hold it up to your face like a degenerate or <laughs> you put it in the dock and you play it on a TV. Right. Yeah. Hmm. It's just so Nintendo can have their cheesy commercials with it, like sitting on like a cafe table somewhere while all their friends like excitedly huddle around and pretend that they're playing. Like, oh, nobody plays fucking split screen on a five inch screen. Yeah. For fuck's sake. That's always been their thing. Like for forever and ever now, Nintendo is always about that. They want the the they want they're trying to showcase that like group experience and everybody's all like excitedly like doofily like whoa with the joy cons and looking at this tiny ass screen but because <clears throat> that's, that's what we grew up doing because all we had were like game boys and shit yeah. you know and there was always like five of your friends crowding around trying to beat whatever fucking level of mario <laughs> well that's because super mario land on game boy was fucking impossible <laughs> <laughs> you needed a whole family to work that shit out uh Anyway, uh, what else? I don't think I had anything else for gaming. Um, Not much gaming-wise. Kind of a quiet week. Yeah. Uh, we do have to pay some quick respects, RIP, to somebody from the land of movies, director Richard Donner. Uh, director Richard Donner, who did the original Superman, who did The Goonies, who what I love him for is the entire Lethal Weapon franchise uh, has passed away. He passed away this past week at 91 years old, I think it was. Damn. So that's a good long life. Yeah, the uh, man who helped us uh, believe a man could fly. Um, Richard Donner. So raise the glass to him. Uh, And in other movie-related news... So this was something that uh, made the internet go crazy for a hot minute. So Hugh Jackman uh, ends up sharing on his Instagram just a single photo of him alongside a very big smiley Kevin Feige. You know, head of Marvel. So Mm -hmm. that's interesting. And... an artist that I've mentioned on the podcast before, it goes by boss logic is his handle. I forget what his real name is, 
but he's like the go-to guy who he, he started, he got popular over the last several years, just making fan art for like all MCU stuff and DC stuff, et cetera, et cetera. And, and then he started actually getting hired on for like Marvel posters and promo art and shit. So every time he shares something new now, everybody on the internet freaks out because they're not sure if it's him just doing, getting excited and doing fan art or if he has inside information. So on the same day that Hugh Jackman shares that photo. Didn't he uh, do like a Wolverine version? He, uh, yeah, Boss Logic releases a new Wolverine like teaser poster where it's just his uh, forearm and claws. Yeah, just mm-hmm. a single claw. I heard about that. Yeah. People were freaking the fuck out. Yeah. So, and then also Hugh Jackman retweets that immediately. Mm hmm. So everybody's wondering, is uh, is he coming back for another go as Wolverine? Maybe maybe to officially welcome the X-Men into the fold. Who knows? Or it could be just a uh, multiverse cameo, since we know everything in the next phase is pretty much multiverse-related stuff. Maybe, yeah. But yeah. either way, either way, Hugh Jackman, one, one more ride, one more go at it. I, here's my theory. Um, Ryan Reynolds demanded it. He said, I'm not doing Deadpool 3 unless we get Hugh. <laughs> well, she'll probably just be sitting in like a bar again or something. It'll oh, be the, yeah. the Days of Future Past cameo. Yeah, yeah they just like, oh, excuse me, fuck off. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm okay with that. that. Yeah, I'd be, I would be totally fine with that. He can be the new Stan Lee. Just pop in, you know, at a bar, you know, just randomly in the background. Just do that. And, and use your one fuck per PG-13. Yep, that's it. Uh, reserve your fucks for Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think this is um, another one in the rumor mill, but I saw a headline that, well, I mean, we've been talking about Charlie Cox, our beloved Matt Murdock, Daredevil, who was supposedly uh, spotted around the Spider-Man <clears throat> Uh, no way home filming but um uh the headlines now are saying that he's the, the the insiders are saying that he's confirmed for at least two mcu appearances so. nice we'll uh, see. and also interesting news uh <clears throat> the mcu is no longer kevin Feige has said the mcu is no longer doing big long contracts like it used to so how they had contracted like all of the original Avengers for say 10 movies, it is yeah. no longer doing that. So they're developing organically like one to one to two or three movie deals. Yeah. That's probably, <clears throat> that's probably a good move. I mean, they, they started initially with those like tentative plans, but they were still kind of making up a lot as they went like solidifying things. They had like sort of a somewhat of a basic battle plan, but leaving room for things to change based on well, weren't the actors getting frustrated too like uh captain america guy what's his name chris evans was like getting winded and tired of doing cap yeah after like seven or eight years of that and he was kind yeah. of like that's a lot on their bodies too because they have such like a regiment that they have to uphold yeah and wanting to move on to other creative projects i yeah. think he was looking into maybe like going into directing at some point and and then after a while he kind of came around and 
I, I think once they they probably what they did, they probably came to him like, here's like the set plan, like we're going to lead up to this Infinity War thing and then you'll be done. And he probably went like, OK, yeah, that's like I'll definitely stick around for that. Also, the billion dollars he's probably made yeah. from that deal. Probably that. Yeah. The dump trucks full of cash that they just, uh, you know, back up to these people's houses. <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, one more for Marvel, we got a trailer for the What If show, the What If series. Did you catch that? Yes, it looks yeah. really good. That looks fun. I was excited to see the uh, the Marvel zombies from those books. Yes, yeah, that Cap zombie on that looked rad. Um, and uh, it's and that- uh, the last uh, the last appearance of uh, the original actor for Black Panther. Bad with Bozeman, yeah. Posthumous. Yeah, he fil- he finished his lines uh, before he passed away. Which, yeah, I, I, I didn't catch who. I know it's not all the original voices. That definitely wasn't R- Robert Downey Jr. It was somebody uh, with a higher pitched voice. They, 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 they recast Robert Downey Jr. Um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, and also, uh, um. The chick that plays uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, Brie Larson. Brie Larson, oh, yeah. Is it yeah. like animated or? Yeah, yeah. it's a little I animated. Didn't watch it, so. It's a little animated show. Uh, it's coming August 11th. Okay. Um, but it's uh, the the what if. I know what what if is. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You don't need a man explain it to me. I don't need a Tony Oof. explain it. <laughs> Meg. Comic yeah. books are <laughs> nope. <laughs> like, nope, get out, fuck you. Um, honestly, that's all the headlines I had dug up. I didn't really uh, make much time for them. I don't know if there's anything else you had in in the tank, Todd. Uh, not much. Uh, there was a, a there's there's little Twitter frenzy going around. Uh, Clark Gregg retweeted the the what if trailer, and. Uh, made a comment or something on it leading to speculation maybe colson is finally in that at least probably yeah most likely i I would see why not that'd be fun but it's what if so it's not the official universe so it doesn't matter yeah but i mean always have time yeah having clark gehrig is is amazing yes always more time for more clark right um oh i caught up on uh the bad batch we got the new episode, which was a fun little uh, side story. It was barely the Bad Batch, actually. Yeah, just tangentially related. Yeah, so the uh, um, <clears throat> so basically the framing of uh, Hera's parents, uh, Hera Sindula from uh, Star Wars Rebels, of course. Yeah, and we Chopper. had a little and Chopper. We had a little backstory of them. Uh, during Rebels, there was a couple of episodes with her father, but uh, I don't think we ever saw her mother in in Rebels. So yeah. now we're we're getting more of the the backstory of her origins, basically. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. You see a, a younger version of her with uh, with her um, original accent, which is basically French. I yeah, think. apparently, <laughs> or, or, or aristocratic. Twi'leks uh, are French now. Yeah. What's our planet? Ryloth. 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 Is yeah. Ryloth is the planet. The race is Twi'lek. Right. So yeah. So uh, young Hera and uh, and Chopper spying on the Empire because they're putting in new facilities and everything. And 
and get caught. And then, um, and then her, um, her, was it her uncle, uncle Gobi is, uh, like gun running, uh, or, or grabbing weapons. And so the empire has taken away all the weapons. They, he sets up a meeting to go get some more and who's his contact, the bad batch. So, so they get to meet them, um, uh, young Hera and Omega buddy up and she's showing around the ship and she's all, they, they really honed in on her like whole, like wanting to fly. Cause you know, she's like enthralled by all the new yeah, every five seconds. It's her staring at birds <laughs> saying yeah. how she wants to fly. <laughs> yeah. And then she sees their ship. I've never seen one that like that before. And so Omega shows around and stuff. And, and then uh, the, leader of Ryloth, the senator or whoever, he's basically like 100%. He's all in with the Empire. Because he's an old greedy bastard that sees them as his his ticket to keep power. Yeah, so like immediately brands them as traitors, like no trial, they're guilty of treason. Um, I think it was Chopper who goes back to the parents and alerts them, warns them, so then they go to... um, you know, come to the rescue and then, and, uh, the, uh, the Imperial guy, the, the, I don't know what he, his rank is, whatever, but the Imperial officer, it's An suspicious admiral. because yeah, he like, he gives up right away. He's like, Oh, we surrender. It's like, okay, some shit's going down. And he, uh, Oh, what's his name? He, uh, crosshair. He, crosshair. Yeah. is waiting. So he basically snipes the Senator makes it look like Sindula did it uh, the general uh, Sindula did it so her parents are captured by the empire and she's off uh, her and Chopper like just get away and that's where I think that's just where it ends yeah so that's her start into the rebellion I guess but, so yeah. we're, we're, I'm expecting the Bad Batch is going to come rescue her and fly off and take her to I don't know I don't know where they'll, they'll take them because we know Hera hasn't met uh, Ahsoka yet. And she hasn't met Rex yet. So she'll, she'll get her introduction into the rebellion through somebody else. How many more episodes are there in this season? I don't know. Not too many. Uh, I would guess no more than maybe five. Cause I think it was supposed to be like a 16 episode season or something like that. And I think we're on episode like 10 now. Hmm. Mm. can't be much more yeah you know it's funny um d bradley baker who of course does the voice of all the clones and like a million other voice acting gigs but i just it it just cracks me up now because i feel like i've just been seeing his name everywhere because i've been catching up on the keeping up on the bad batch and meg and i just binged like all of avatar and legend of korra and he does voices on there he actually did uh, a lot of the animal voices. So I, I don't know how familiar you are with, uh, with Avatar, but you know, the big uh, like flying bison thing that he rides, all the grunts and roars and rah, that's all D Bradley Baker. That's <laughs> 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 yeah, just funny. Anyway. Um, yeah, I don't think I had much else except our penultimate episode of Loki. Oof. Oof. Oh, <laughs> fuck. That was good. Oh, much. Yeah. So much goodness. You want to get into the deep dive? Yeah, let's go. Do it. Break it let's down go. for us, Tony. Here we go. So 
where we last left off with that glorious uh, mid credits scene. Because, you know, of course, in these Marvel Disney Plus shows, you get the little taste of credits and then a hundred years of credits. <laughs> so in between there, <laughs> they gave us the little uh, the little mid credit sequence where Loki isn't dead. He's been um, um, pruned. That's the word. Yeah. Pruned with the glowy stick, but he's not dead. Wakes up in some weird post-apocalyptic hellscape um like a destroyed new york somewhere surrounded by other lokis um who do we have we had uh uh amazing Most... richard e... huh? yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead okay yeah richard e grant loki which is uh, old loki yeah like classic comic loki classic loki yeah yeah uh we had uh there was uh there there was a black loki who had boastful a... Oh, boastful, boastful Loki. Loki. Yes, is this his official name. Okay, actually, yeah, I do remember seeing that in the. I had the uh, the captions on, but yeah, he's he's got a hammer. I don't know if it's supposed to be another version of Mjolnir, but it's it's a golden hammer. It's a hammer time, Loki. Um, <laughs> <laughs> kid Loki, uh, who is apparently the king of he's the like kingdom. King Loki. Yeah, the kid king Loki, and then alligator Loki because why not? Because it's amazing. Yes. So, yeah. So we pick up right where we left off in this episode. So Loki wakes up in the apocalyptic middle of nowhere and there are Easter eggs abound. Um, Every fucking where. I only I I couldn't even like bother like trying to write stuff down. But Todd, you pointed one out pretty immediately, like right after. Yeah, before you even see before you even see Loki, they, they do this shot where it's it's zooming through the, the, the hellish landscape that is. Right, the wreckage and, of the parts of New York and just wreckage from all over the place. Yeah, and one of the first things that you, one of the first Easter eggs that you see is Avengers Tower. Mm-hmm. And it's completely destroyed and wrecked and all that. But instead of saying Avengers on Avengers Tower or Stark on Avengers Tower, you see Kang, Q-U-E-N-G or Q-U-E-N, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's basically a one of Kang, the Conqueror's alter ego's companies. So it's a Easter egg for Kang the Conqueror. Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah, we get the beautiful zoom-in shot, or, you know, flying above the wreckage shot until we get back to our hero Loki and all of his doppelgangers. And it's a, it's actually a a great opening line. I wrote it down. Where was it? Because he's just freaking out. He has no idea what's going on. Like all, all the questions, like what's this place? What's that thing? Who are you? To which the wonderful Richard E. Grant reply. I know he's classic Loki, but I just love saying his name. Richard E. Grant (laughs) says, this is the void that's Elioth, and we're his lunch. Come on. <laughs> so yes, there's a giant glowy cloud monster in the sky. It's basically like a, a, a cloud electrical storm come alive. Smoke uh, monster from lost smoke yeah. monster from lost. Yeah. Except without the weird chain sound, which they never fucking explained <laughs> with 50,000 other things. They just made up. <laughs> um, so we just get a quick glimpse of them and they're like, okay, we're on the run. And we cut back over to the TVA. Sylvie has Ravona pinned down 
and asking her all the questions. Who's really behind the TVA? What the fuck's going on? Ravona's playing dumb. She says she has no idea either. She wants answers herself, blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. It's hard to tell if she's lying or not at this point, but she, but she at least cops to knowing like, hey, Loki's still alive or he's not dead yet, probably. Yeah, yeah. she explains that uh, they can't actually destroy the matter or time or whatever it is. Yeah. What they do is they just send it to the end of time where it gets devoured. Yeah, the void at the end of time. Um, and she says she can help her get there if you trust me. Okay. Um, then back. Yeah. And back in the void, Loki is freaking out. Um, They're doing their little Lord of the Rings walk through the, the, the void there. Yeah. And he's sick of it. He's just like, no, no, I, I got a million questions. It, it's, I love it because it's, this is one of my favorite things. It's like a, a certified 1980s Tom Hanks freak out. Like, especially in his 80s comedies, where it's like, what the hell's going on? What's that thing? What's going on? It's, it's that. Loki is doing that. <laughs> where he's like, who are you people? Where the hell are we? Like, this is so messed up. Like, there's an alligator here. I didn't even find it all that strange. Like, <laughs> so the Lokis explain that it's the TVA's dumping ground, basically, for everybody and everything, similar to what Rabona just explained to Sylvie. Um, and Elias big smoke monster makes sure that nothing gets out it just consumes because they're Loki's. yeah we do what we we survive is, is the cheesy line line that they bring up the, the reason that there's so many loki's yeah oh yeah and so they've been there long enough they're like no like stop even trying to formulate a plan it's hopeless like just fucking quit right now like we've been through this whole thing just stop <laughs> we, we all go through it every one of us that comes here goes through it yeah uh, there's no, uh, there's no, nobody has a, a temp pad to get them out of there. Uh, they can't make a Nexus event because it's the void. No one cares. And, you know, they're just, they're done. So let's just go, you know, hide out somewhere. Um, oh yeah. And then kid Loki turns out he's, he's officially the king. <laughs> uh, cause he's like, why are you, why are you like taking orders from this guy? I'm like, no, he's the king. Um, and then so the, they, the, the reason why he's the king is he killed his Thor. Right. Yeah. So we go to their underground clubhouse, man cave, whatever, <laughs> which has like, it looks like part of like a... It looks like a bowling alley. I think part of it is. I think there's like a bowling alley. I think there's part like his throne looks like a, like a Christmas nightmare from a, a mall or something, like where you go to see a mall Santa. <laughs> uh, and uh, oh yeah, but then, but as we're climbing down to this, you know, they're their fallout vault basically. Oh, oh before we get to that we we missed one cameo as they were walking through the the wasteland oh yeah through the wasteland yes the the yeah, one on big the, the one big thing that was on the ground as they were walking through the wasteland oh thanos copter we got fucking thanos copter yeah again with all the easter eggs i'm like what the i see that like a, a helicopter with thanos on the tail i'm like the fuck is this well, and there was there was also frog thor too that's we're getting to that oh. yeah this is before they go to underground Sorry. my bad but yeah so i'm like seriously there's a thanos copter and i looked it up and yeah uh, sure enough in the comics and maybe way back in the 70s i want to say yeah it was like the 70s there was a story where thanos was I think he had to get something back from some low level person in new york or something and he is like 
he's investigating the he's flying over the streets of New York in a helicopter. And it's like Thanos goofily, like like uh, like a big and tall person in a Pinto. <laughs> and but and inexplicably, he's like tricked out his name on the tail of the helicopter. Like it is the official Thanos copter. And like, it's a bright fucking yellow helicopter, too. So yeah. it's like you can't miss it. It's so dumb. It is so 70s. It's perfect. It is. Yeah. And on that same theme, as they're climbing down to their little underground vault man cave, whatever, we get one of those cartoonish, like, like Looney Tunes style shots where we're seeing through the ground as they're going down. Layers of debris. Yeah. Layers of debris. And we come across your eye first catches a Mjolnir in there from some reality like oh cool and then something moving right to the to the side of it so there is a glass jar buried underneath the ground alongside Mjolnir and a tiny something in there trying to break free turns out it is a frog version of Thor (laughs) Thor frog essentially which is also huh no no go ahead yeah which is also from a comic story in which Loki transformed Thor into a frog just to Mm -hmm. fuck with him. And eventually frog version of Thor like builds a little army. I think of like with rats or something at his command and like, you know, attacks back. And the, and I think there was even further like spinoff comics. They just like kept using that frog version of Thor for a while. (laughs) He went on his own little adventures. He stayed as a frog. (laughs) Yeah. And I was, I, I thought I saw a headline where Chris Hemsworth actually did record some brief little lines for that that little moment, because originally uh, the uh, I believe it was one of the producers or maybe it might have been the director of the episode. They said originally that was going to be expanded on. They had more footage of actually Frog Thor kicking Loki's ass. It was going to be it was going to be one of the snippets in the uh, in like the timeline theater that he gets shown of mm-hmm. like the different versions of his reality and whatever. So there was more footage. There was a, a full like little bit of that where he gets his ass kicked by frog Thor, but they did... the frog cut. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. But they, uh, they cut it for time and pacing. They're like, it was like a goofy moment and what was supposed to be a more serious moment. It's like, it didn't really work well, but damn. <laughs> but yeah, so they go down their little, the little clubhouse. Um, we see frog thor oh and then we go back to the tva again um ravona is um telling miss minutes to look up the files on the beginning of time and creation of the tva so they can get to the bottom of stuff um but sylvie says no no what about the uh like the void and sylvie basically works out that the timekeepers or whoever is behind the really behind the tva uh, if they wanted to be completely off the radar, they must be hiding beyond the void because whatever happens there isn't written yet. It's just a new timeline. There's no nexus events, or whatever. So uh, therefore, if you want to be completely off everyone's radar, that's the place to be. And Ravona, of course, says, oh, there's no way to get beyond the void. No, it's like, uh, uh, and she says, let's go through it. No, that's a death sentence. You're crazy. Uh, um and she's like delaying, giving more excuses. And Sylvie's like, okay, well, I guess I don't need you alive anymore. And then Miss Minutes goes, oh, wait, what about the the void spacecraft? Like, 
very convenient. Yeah, the spaceship that could get us beyond the void we've been working on. Uh-huh. And they're just stalling until the, the goon squad shows up and uh, they corner Sylvie. And uh, she, but then she pretty quickly figures out like, well, I know how to get to the void pretty quick. And she stabs herself with the pokey stick. Which is funny because while we were watching it, as soon as they were talking about how to get to the void, I told Tony, I was like, why isn't she just prune herself? Like, yeah, we both come on. And then they end up doing that. Yeah, we both saw it coming, but it was still a cool moment. Um, And meanwhile, all the Lokis are hanging out in their man cave, telling stories about their their timelines, their nexus events. Um, Boastful Loki uh, claims to have killed Iron Man and Captain America and collected all the Infinity Stones (laughs) before the TVA (laughs) showed up and grabbed him. And uh, but our Loki is more interested in classic Loki um, because Richard E. Grant, like basically, dude, how did you get to be an old man? Because I've seen our future like Thanos is supposed to kill us. Right. So so this Loki is he specializes in magic he like considers himself like the grand sorcerer type uh he's like oh yeah you get to play with your daggers or whatever but you know they don't they don't look so hot when they're like clacking to the ground while you're being choked out (laughs) so uh apparently when his thanos attacked he was able to conjure up such a perfect projection of himself that it even fooled thanos so thanos believed that he killed him and snapped his neck and after they blew up this ship he just floated off into space um along with the debris and then just fucked off he was like well i'm just taking myself out of the equation and he found some distant remote planet he he ended up on tattooing basically just uh living out his days until you know he was an old man and then uh loki's like well how did you get caught like what happened he's like i got lonely you know i missed my brother i missed thor i wonder if he missed me and but he said the second i tried to step off that planet boom tva shows up of course. That sucks. Yeah. So uh, Loki, our Loki's had enough of like all these sad sacks and he's like, no, you know what? We're, we're getting the fuck out or I'm getting the fuck out of here. He makes his rousing speech, trying to motivate them to help him kill Elias and get out of there. And they just fucking laugh in his face. <laughs> <laughs> they look serious for just a moment yeah. and then they break out laughing. Yeah. And again, I love Richard E. Grant, his entire performance, because him with the classic like Loki outfit, which is almost like court jester. He's like a little kid. He falls back in his seat and he's like wrapping himself in his cape. It's like (laughs) so great. Anyway. um, So he's like, oh, fuck you guys. And he's just leaving the vault. And as he's climbing up there, he's greeted by more Lokis, (laughs) including a straight up replica of Tom Hiddleston Loki and his like Mad Max style gang ready to take over the hideout. So it's like, oh, God, (laughs) which is another Easter egg, by the way, because he's got a uh, vote for Loki button on. Uh And that's a, a, a rip out of the comic books where he essentially tries to become the president of the of America. Yeah, and that's how he's credited here as President Loki. <laughs> so again, bouncing back to the TVA. So, oh no, no, we're back. We're in the void just elsewhere because Sylvie wakes up in the void and she's like right in the storm. She's in danger mode. So she's running to get out of there and she ends up getting some kind of vision at some well, she point. She gets touched by a tendril of the 
Elias. Yeah, the storm. So she sees, she gets some vision of some sort of like building or structure beyond the void. She's like, oh, okay, so that's where to go. Um, and she is, it looks like she's about to be devoured, but a pizza delivery car comes a hunk into the rescue. One that looks suspiciously like the uh, Pizza Planet delivery car. <laughs> yeah. No, wasn't it always a truck? It was a pickup truck, I think. Pizza Planet. Okay. Yeah, it was a pickup truck. Yeah. But it had the little, the, the giant pizza slice on top. Yeah, it was beat up enough. It could be in their fleet for sure. <laughs> That's official canon now. <laughs> um, but yeah, of course we know who this is going to be. Mobius. Fucking Mobius. Yes. Time dad. He is alive. <laughs> uh, so they get away. It'd be funnier if he was riding in on a jet ski. <laughs> he comes in on a jet ski. Yeah. Um, so back in the bunker, man cave, fallout vault, whatever. Um, boastful uh, Loki reveals that he betrayed the kid king Loki and led the gang there because they were going to help him take over the place and then he can be king himself. But the head of the Loki gang goes, uh, the president Loki goes, aha, but what if I, we don't? What if we don't? And it just turns into a predictable shit show of all of them being the fucking Loki backstabbers. Yeah, the worst kind of Lokis. And so so the gang turns against the president Loki. They're just being themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Before they start fighting, though, there's a, a cool scene with Croc Loki. Croc Loki literally jumps onto president Loki and just yeah. bites his fucking hand off. Yeah. So he's and that's that's the funniest thing about this scene, because like they're all doing the predictable shit that they do is betraying each other. And they're all so surprised about it. Like boastful Loki is like, what? No, you said I was going to be king. President Loki's like, uh, uh, uh. And then all of his goon squad like raises oh, arms man. against him. He's like, what? You like you, but you thieves, you blah, blah, you names, whatever he says. And and he's all in his huff. He's like, why the hell's an alligator here? <laughs> they're like, he's a Loki. And then it just goes up, rips his hand off, and he's screaming, and all hell breaks loose. And then our Loki and his friends escape through a portal that classic Loki conjures up. Um, so they get out there, like back into the you know middle of nowhere. And he's just a, a classic Loki. He's just uh, like, oh, he's so sick of it. He's bemoaning like the fate of all Lokis. We're all just animals we're all broken animals we can never change and uh, kid loki is like oh yeah and one of us when one of us even dares try to fix ourselves they get stuck here and and uh and our loki is like well that's exactly why we have to get out of here like nothing can change until we take down the goddamn tva and sylvie is their chance so uh so they're like okay we'll help you but you know Elioth is a death sentence we'll get you close but then you're on your own and then uh Mobius and Sylvie, they're on their little road trip and making amends and they're they're all heading to the same spot. So, you know, but they get their little nice little moment where Mobius is apologizing for hunting her and um and uh then Sylvie's like telling like telling him though we got to go back to the big angry cloud, like that's the key to getting out of here or getting to the whoever the real timekeepers are basically. Um then our Lokis are also on their way to Eliath, and but then suddenly an entire freaking battleship <laughs> and its crew get pruned and like appear right in front of them. And uh, judging from the outfits and the ship, like maybe World War II era, I think. Yeah, World War II. I think. Yeah. 
and there's a cool scene so loki figures oh this is perfect like if because uh, eliath is probably like any any uh hunting animal he'll go for the big meal first the battleship and while it's busy with that they can sneak around the back and uh, oh wait it gobbles up the entire ship in seconds. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, but there is a there is a cool moment there where the crew's still fighting. They're like they just see oh big freaking monster and they're like they're firing at it and everything. But but yeah, it's it's pointless. They just like they dissolve in front of their eyes. Then the car shows up and everybody's reunited and it feels so good. Um, and uh <laughs> apparently um so just a quick side note that uh, uh, that battleship that shows up is the uss eldritch and okay. that uh, is a real ship that uh disappeared oh nice that's cool i like how they're doing their they're they're using little things from real like the the db cooper bit you know um but yeah so uh so yeah so mobius and sylvie catch up and uh everybody's reunited uh loki explains that they're trying to figure out how to kill Elioth, and she's like oh that was your plan kill it god you're dumb like <laughs> and uh so her thing is like look that's the guard dog protecting the door to get out of here right so i'm going to enchant it and get it to show us the door um which sounds equally insane but whatever um so uh, now we finally cut back to um, the TVA and Ravona has uh, Hunter B14, I think it was Hunter BB8 uh, yes. locked up <laughs> and they have a little back and forth. Uh, you know, Ravona is calling her disloyal and blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, B14 she's like, who should we be loyal to? Like, did you not see like you were there? Timekeepers are fake. You know, they're a freaking Chuck E. Cheese band. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Ravona's still, like, that doesn't change anything. Like she she has drank the Kool-Aid hardcore. Like even though the timekeepers are Chuck E. Cheese bots, like she doesn't care. She's still towing the company line. Um, and uh, she wants to know anything that uh, B14 learned from being linked with Sylvie, you know, um, like what's her, where's her head at? What's her game? And she realizes that Ravona isn't actually trying to protect the timekeepers. She really does just want to know what the hell's going on. Who's all behind this. Um, and um, so Ravona goes, she's, you know, she doesn't get anything out of her. So she just uh, goes, goes out, out of there in a huff and, tells miss minutes to dig it start digging up those files the beginning of time the creation of the tva all that stuff and uh even miss minutes seems to be hesitant like oh that's a tall order there probably like built-in programming to keep those secrets but ravona convinces her by saying like hey whoever created this place is in danger so i need to know how to reach them first so now we go back yeah so we go back to the void and uh this is the the team having some downtime before the big finale uh they, some campfire downtime the bonding time yeah mobius getting to know the other loki's wondering if the alligator really is an alligator loki or not he's like i don't remember don't remember yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Loki and Sylvie getting all nice and cozy, like a pair of high schoolers who don't know how to make a move. <laughs> uh, but it is it is really sweet. Um, and uh, awfully cold out here. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> and 
oh, uh, Mobius has his theory about our Nexus event, what caused it. Like, you know, crazy, right? No, no, yeah, it couldn't be. No, that's a, I mean, it was a nice moment, but you know, that's, uh, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's more TVA lies, probably, whatever. Um, but I mean, it, it does make sense for her, like the social awkward. She even says, like, I, I just, I don't know how to do this. Like, she doesn't know how to be a person. A person, <laughs> yeah, because she's been on the run, like, literally her whole life. She has zero friends or anything um and she uh she ends up asking him how like how do i know you won't betray me at the last minute and he says a nice little thing about how he knows he knows the person he was and that's not him anymore and um which is basically what we've been waiting for through this uh this show because we know like we said in the beginning like how are we going to how are how is this show going to ingratiate us to this version of loki who was just fresh off of like slaughtering civilians in new york like we this isn't our og loki who went through all that growth and eventually made amends with thor and everything and you know sided with him this is like loki still being shitty (laughs) so -hmm. he's finally come full circle on his own his own unique journey which is great um but yeah and then the uh the inevitable well what will you do where will you go once this is all over and well maybe we can figure it out together um but then of course big bad storm arrives everybody looks dramatically into the distance including a shot for gator loki uh which is (laughs) if he's gator loki does that just make him florida loki at this point (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah that cracked me up i I picked that up the second time i rewatched it because um you know that it's the it's the typical thing like the storm is in the horizon and so everybody gets their own like hero shot like a close-up like mobius looks to the distance sylvie does our loki the other loki and even they do a moment for the gator too looking up <laughs> uh but anyway so uh sylvie tells everyone about you know the the link up she had with Elias and as she was getting away and she saw that mysterious location so she's going to enchant him and show her to get it to show her the way she she gives our Loki the temp pad she stole from Ravona so he can, you know, just escape with everyone else. And of course, no, I'm staying. Like, if you go, I go. Very touching. He's going to stay with his girl. And uh, he hands off the pad to Mobius. And even the other Lokis say, like, no, nope, no, thanks. We're staying. This this is our home now. We've been here forever. Like, we know what we're doing. We're, we're upset. We're good. Um, He's got to go back and get some more Ecto Cooler. Yes. <laughs> and then kid Loki in, in a very King Arthur fashion, like grants Excalibur <laughs> over to our Loki. He's just like, here, you'll need this on your journey. Uh, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. <laughs> he gives them the master sword. <laughs> um, Which is I mean, also another Easter egg because uh, in certain, in certain comics, Loki has a flaming sword, like a named flaming sword. Okay, just like yeah. Thor has his uh, Mjolnir. Loki yeah. has his uh, flaming sword. Yeah, it's like a golden dagger or a short sword, I guess. Um, yeah, but it is pretty dope. And at this point, we don't even know that it's a flaming sword. It's yeah. just like, oh, this sweet like golden sword. That's rad. Um, and they have their very sweet goodbye moments. Loki and Time Dad Mobius. Um, Mobius tells him he's going to burn the TVA to the ground. Awesome. And at this point, I really wanted Loki to just say, promise me one thing. When this is all over, you go find yourself a jet ski, <laughs> <laughs> but they don't, they just, they hug it out and off he goes. Um, and uh, Sylvie and Loki, they head down to face 
Eliath. And it is a pretty rad design. I was just like writing like bits of notes here because you get those rad glimpses of like, it, it's like a flaming ram skull, I think, in a giant purple. It's some like big cloud. monster, mo- yeah. animal monster head. Yeah, you don't know like how solid or not it is. It's just kind of like ethereal or whatever. But um, it actually kind of reminded me of Breath of the Wild a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's like a Calamity Ganon. Yeah, yeah very yeah. much so. So, uh, so Loki at this point he realizes like they're not gonna have enough time and he needs to distract it. So he runs off and uh, ignites the freaking flame sword, which is dope. And he uh, he's waving Elioth down and come and get me, come and get me. But it doesn't work. <laughs> and Elias still goes after Sylvie, and it looks like it's gonna get her. But in the nick of time, <gasps> what's this? A giant green glow off to the side, just off screen, and we see motherfucking MVP Richard E. Grant, classic Loki, and he is manifesting an entire fake Asgard, just an entire. Just- all of it, the entire palace, the, the rainbow bridge, the entire fucking thing. Everything. So he does that. That does the trick. And that gives our Loki and Sylvie time to link together. And with their power, with their powers combined, uh, enchant Eliath. And it's- not before, though, his final he has one final moment where his, the enchantment is crumbling and he's fallen to his knees and he looks like. He looks the, he looks at the face of death bearing yep. down on him, and just starts laughing. Yep, well, laughing first, in the face of death. First shouting glorious purpose, <laughs> and then yeah, just breaking down into maniacal laughter, and it's joyous and heartbreaking. And I on second viewing, I choked the fuck up. It was it's just uh, oh god, best so good guest appearance like fucking ever yeah. uh so classic loki sacrifices himself in goddamn glorious fashion and in the nick of time the enchantment works the uh, purple cloud monster goes green the clouds part and we see it some kind of structure a castle maybe beyond the void and our loki and sylvie start walking towards it and roll credits Ugh. Damn. Ugh. God, we gotta wait three more days to find out how it ends. I know. Oh man. I so okay, what do we know for sure? I mean, the they have to succeed in tearing the place down because we're getting Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness. So the multiverse is getting reignited somehow. Um, We've also had multiple references to Kang, and we know Kang is coming in in other in Marvel Ant-Man. properties. And Ant Man specifically, he's been announced. Yeah, uh, Quantumania. So it wouldn't be the odds wouldn't be too high for it to be Kang in the castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could um, be his introduction. Yeah. Theories for our heroes. Do you think uh, Loki and Sylvie are going to walk off into the sunset together? Do you think we're going to get some sort of situation where one of them, maybe Sylvie's going to have to, somebody's going to have to sacrifice themselves? It's it's Loki. It'll have to have a tragic ending. Mm. 
maybe uh, there won't be a happy happy ever after on this one they can never be yeah um yeah i don't know wouldn't that be i don't think sylvie will survive yeah maybe she'll be the the tragic death maybe she gives herself for some that whatever you know spacey timeliney situation something's gonna happen where they they can't um stay together for some reason like whether it's somebody has to lay down their life sacrifice uh make the sacrifice play or they're just like trapped in alternate worlds or something i don't know i think it might be the other way around i think they might actually kill off hiddleston because like the rest of the avengers he's been there he's been loki for like 10 fucking years true yeah maybe that's uh kind of completes his arc um becoming a a hero and going out in his own fashion as opposed to just getting nerfed by thanos yeah Um, exactly yeah he does it for someone he cares about and so she finally gets to stop running and you know live her own life yeah. So uh, yeah. I mean if and if they want to include if they want to include more Loki stories in the future um I've been maintaining the the secret project that they haven't that they announced but they haven't told anything about mm. I still maintain that's going to be Young Avengers. Mm. And with all of the the extra cast we have Kate Bishop on Hawkeye, we have America Chavez, we have all that good stuff and now we have Kid Loki here. Mm-hmm. So Young Avengers makes sense as maybe one of the next setups that they yep. could be doing. So if they want to continue Loki stories, they'll have Young Loki. They'll have uh, Sylvie if they so need her. In a bunch of different directions from this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was another thing. Like I... Young Sheldon, Young Loki. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yep. I'm excited. I wonder if at all, if they'll tie in, bridge anything over to Thor Love and Thunder. Like, let's say by some miracle, Loki does survive this. Maybe in Thor Love and Thunder, even if it's just an after credits cameo, does he time portal in and make his way to new Asgard? and reunite with his brother maybe if he survives maybe i mean part of this part of this oh go ahead there will be some connection there will be some east it's marvel so the end credit scene after loki ends will be some connection to the the bigger universe it's just the way it has to be yeah uh, part of the themes that they've been talking about and how, you know, his, his fate has always been sealed and everything. Um, I mean, the, the, the sacrifice play does seem highly likely, you know, they'll just give him his out in a, in a triumphant heroic way, but maybe also could be, you know, with the changing of his, uh, uh, his destiny and everything that he's finally in control of it. Maybe they actually for once give him a win and he actually gets to live. Like he's gone through his whole journey and uh, he actually does get to, you know, gets to re-win. fly off into the sunset on the Thanos copter on the Thanos copter. Yes. <laughs> Along with frog Thor, he's just dug up the jar and he's, they're just pals now. 
and the alligator bring him to and the alligator yeah yep (laughs) as long as they don't try to eat each other yep uh geez sweet all right well that's all i got anything else no that's it yeah good good episode good series i think it's the best of the marvel shows yet i agree i really loved wandavision but this one this one's doing it for me yeah for sure i mean that that wandavision was terrific but it was also you know in the long run uh a downer really i mean it it was an amazing dramatic piece and it's crazy that they they were able to go so serious and dramatic with a wacky comic book story but you know that was the point of it all and it was it was a whole show about you know dealing with loss and tragedy and grief and everything and, and inflicting mass terror on an entire city of people yeah, jesus yeah uh where this show is kind of the opposite a character who has been trapped in a cycle of tragedy his entire existence or multiple existences is finally breaking free of that and yeah. going his own way so it's a it's a more of a feel good at the end i believe you know that's that's bringing me more around the fact that like Loki's entire history is tragedy and tragic and just mean spiritedness. Maybe they will give him a happy ending. Maybe. Yeah. Just, Maybe. just let him ride off into the sunset. Just, just break, break the habit. Yeah. Give him, give him that last crusade, perfect ending <laughs> and then never speak of Loki again. Don't come Until back. He finds a crystal skull. No, no, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right guys i think it's about enough of that uh thank you for joining this is tony this is todd and meg shut up meg <laughs> hey meg what were you up to this week 